We learn in the Schos of Shlema, complete and total in a miraculous way for Henya Bas Rachad Varleya. The Rebbe begins the Sicha stating that Rosh Tevis is always during Hanukkah. As is known, the Rebbe continues, the day of Rosh encompasses all the days of the new month, hence its appellation Rosh Hed just as the actual head includes the function of all the limbs of a body. Understandably, then, all the days of the month of Tevis, including Rishchidosh Tevis, have a connection to Hanukkah. So, too, in Tevis, there are two special days, the fast of the 10th of Tevis, the day of the beginning of the siege around Jerusalem, and the 24th day of Tevis, which is the day of the passing of the Alter Rebbe. These days, too, then, could be said to have a central point of connection to the essence of the month. Regarding this month, our sages teach, and Rashi explains the verse in the scroll of Esther that says, V'atilokach Esther el ha-melech ha-chashveresh, v'choydesh ha-asiri tevis. Esther was taken to the king ha-chashveresh in the tenth month, which is tevis, to mean that this particular month is a month, a yerach shahaguf nene menaguf, when a body takes pleasure in the proximity of another body. It's the coldest month, and as Rashi says it, the cold causes the proximity of bodies to bring pleasure to one another. While this is experienced in a physical way, everything physical actually evolves from the spiritual, and so too in our discussion. The physical cold of the month of Tevis evolves from the spiritual state of concealment of God. The Shemesh Havaya, the sun, that is, the light of godliness, is more heavily concealed by the garments of nature. An oft-discussed thought in Hasidus is that the hot sun of the summer months, too, reflects and symbolizes the light and the heat of holiness of divine light, Shemesh Avaya. It's this that brings ease and accessibility of godliness and the ease of one's divine service as compared to the winter months. And for this very reason, one's divine service in the month of Tavis has an advantage over one's divine service in the other months of the year. This is what our sages are alluding to with the statement, Yerach Shahaguf Nenemenaguf, a month in which a body derives pleasure from another body. Men and women, as a woman, as a parable for God, and Knesset Yisrael, the congregation of Israel, thus reflect the heavenly body that takes pleasure in the body of Israel in this month of cold in this world. This expression, the body takes pleasure in a body, is of course, like all ideas in Torah, very precise. So the inner experience of this idea accurately fits the expression. It's God's pleasure in a Jew's service, which is reflective of the body of a Jew that gives pleasure to the level of godliness that is, so to speak, also called guf, body. What aspect of godliness is referred to as body? 
Every aspect of the macrocosmic world is reflected in the microcosmic world of man's divine service. In the summer months, when the divine light, the Shemesh Havaya, is so fully revealed in this world, are in fact a time when the divine service of men is primarily soul work. The body at this time is perhaps more diaphanous and does not intensely conceal the soul. Therefore, a Jew can and also must involve himself with soul pursuits so that the soul is reflected and revealed. But concerning the body, which serves as the conduit for the soul's revelation, it must be carefully overseen so as not to be in a state of intense materialism or coarseness at this time, so as to serve as a proper vessel and vehicle to the light of the soul. Now this oversight is actually just a preparation to the core work, a person's soul work, serving God with his soul. The opposite is true for the winter months. The divine light, Shemesh Havaya, is not as visible and is less illuminated, less radiant. And in this cold spell, man's primary work is the work of the guf, the body, its purification and its illumination. And in these winter months, there's a difference between the month of Tavis and the other months of winter. The other months still retain some of the warmth of the summer and the body can be illuminated from the light of the soul. But Tavis, the coldest month, indicates a status of intense and great concealment. And the light of the soul cannot shine through. And the light then is all about the body. The body becomes the conduit for light and illumination. The Rebbe Rashab related a story of the Baal Shem Tov said to have been told by the Tzemach Tzedek. The Baal Shem Tov, the story goes, loved light. Once, on a wintry night, the disciples of the Baal Shem Tov did not have candles to illuminate the shul. And so the Baal Shem Tov instructed them to take the icicles hanging from the eaves and to light them. And the disciples did so, and they burned and it was bright, and it was warm. The Tzemach Tzedek elaborated on this story and said, For the Baal Shem Tov's disciples, icicles burned and gave light. The Baal Shem Tov showed us how the icicles themselves burned. Icicles are, of course, the exact opposite of what can give light and warmth, and the exact opposite nature of light and warmth. Icicles represent cold and a lack of light, for as soon as the sun shines, icicles melt. But these icicles burned. They weren't transformed into something else and made to burn. As they were, even though the precise opposite of light and fire, so they lit and burned and gave light. This is the experience of Tavis. The natural coldness and the darkness of the body needs to transform into something that can give light and burn with holiness. Not only become purified via the intensity of the soul, but the body actually gives its own light. How does one do this? If it isn't through the soul, 
What makes the body able to divest of its coarseness and its corporeality and become a holy vessel on its own, not via the soul? The answer is that the body itself has a connection to divine essence, even more so than the soul. The soul organically connects to light and to divine revelation, and so the soul's connection to godliness is always via revelation. But the physical body of a Jew is chosen. Its connection to God is via the choice where God chooses the Jewish body, and that choice makes the bond greater yet and deeper yet than the connection that happens organically through the light of the soul to revelation. In that choice of the physical, corporeal being of a Jew, in the experience of Uvanu Vacharta, God choosing us, our physical beings, when we are seemingly identical in physical appearance to all the nations, there is where the power of essence lies beyond the power of the soul. And this is revealed particularly when divine light is in a state of concealment and the soul isn't reflecting the godly revelation. Is no limitations exist in that state. This is the inner meaning of the guf nehne min guf. The body takes pleasure in another body. The body here stands for the essence of something, much like the term guf, the body or essence, would be used to mean gufe halachis, the essence of the laws. So the pleasure of essential godliness isn't about removing the concealment from the body so that the soul's light is revealed. It's about the body itself on its own becoming, via the intense cold and darkness in a time of deep concealment, transformed into holiness. Therein lies the connection of the month of Tavis to the days of Hanukkah. The lights of the flames are there to illuminate the darkness. This our sages say, is the light of God, and it illuminates our darkness. Not only one's personal darkness, but the darkness out there, the darkness that negates life, light in the public domain, that is where the darkness becomes luminous. The power to make that happen comes from the addition of the vav, vehavaya yegiachoshki. The additional vav and God will illuminate my darkness represents not just the yud and the hey, the vav and the hey of the ordered evolution of godliness in this world, but a level beyond this ordered evolution of the divine. Taking us back to the experience of haguf nehenemin haguf, the essence, body here representing divine essence, transforming the darkness of the human corporeal body into a body, so to speak, of light and holiness. When we look at this idea, we see that this reflects the general difference between our divine service during temple times and now in exile. 
When the temple stood, godliness was profoundly revealed in this world. The Mishnah speaks of ten miracles of divine revelation that manifested for our fathers in the Beis HaMikdash. And yet in exile, God is concealed, and we do not see the signs and revelations. Darkness looks like reality and covers the earth. And so Golos is the time of this experience of the Havaya Yigiachoshki, God becomes my light. In fact, we can understand from this and say that this is why we are taught in Jewish law that the lights of Hanukkah will never be made obsolete. And as the Ramban, the Ramban Nachmanides teaches, we light these candles today after the destruction of the temple, even as the temple lights, the menorah itself can no longer be lit. Even though the lights of Hanukkah are in memoriam to the miracle that occurred with the lights of the temple of the menorah. The light of the menorah that stood in the temple were a part of the ordered evolutionary process of divine revelation, the menorah serving as a vessel for the light. When this order of revelation is disrupted by exile, these lights no longer illuminate. But the lights of Hanukkah carry the light of a transcendent revelation of God, an essence revelation, and are thus not impacted by change and the vicissitudes of time and the destruction of the temple. They bring light and illuminate darkness and concealment and transform darkness to light. Thereby the association of this month of Tavis to the fast of the 10th of Tavis which is the day that begins and is the root of the concept of an exile. An exile well represented by the deep coldness of this month. This is when the siege of Jerusalem began, heralding the ultimate destruction of the Holy Temple. This fast day of the 10th of Tavis is an experience of tshuva, of return for the destruction of the Temple and the exile that followed, return in the context of retrieving this day and transforming it into a day of rejoicing and gladness and ultimately, indeed, into a festival. This coldness that we speak of exists as well in an individual's soul experience, and that is in the realm of intellect. In the Hayyim Hayyim, this is described as there exists nothing so cold as the rationale of human intellect. Chofdal Tevis reflects the life work of the Alter Rebbe, Maisa his t- actions, his teachings, and his work. The Alter Rebbe founded Chafsidus Chabad, which draws the construct of faith and the experience of divine intellect into human understanding, thus enlivening and defrosting cold intellect with the life force and warmth of a divine concept. This then is the connection of Chabdallah Tevis to the cold of this month, from within the cold itself, the cold, unemotional body of the intellect. The Altarebbe drew out the guf anene, the pleasure of one body from another illuminating pleasure and the warmth of holiness.